0: So this is episode six so far, we've made it this far, and I have another guest today. Let me introduce a comedian, writer, radio broadcasting guy, author, actor, but I think generally i think i think of you as a performance artist and it a performance is, it, artist yes wow. it's mr michael Veech. hello i'm good hello mate shane gee uh, <laughs> what, a,
1: a performance artist now i should apply for a churchill fellowship or something oh you could you could put but some toasters on my, head, <laughs> oh, on my head or something and <laughs> fifty thousand bucks and six months all expenses paid to yeah. to, to berlin oh, if, be if, you,
0: if you can get it do it yeah Hope so. Looking back at things you've done, I, I see, you know, it's performance and especially with the stuff you've just done, what you're doing with Flack now. That's, it's a yeah. performance. There's a lot of... You don't just go out there and just read it off a thing. You're,
1: no, no, no. I, I, I perform It's a performance, I, uh, yeah. I've had, had this obsession with old blokes that flew planes in World War II and getting their stories. And So mm. I got a um, a book deal a few years ago because a friend of mine was um, writing
0: the biography of Bud Tingle.
1: Oh, I know Bud Tingle.
0: Yeah. yeah, well, he's
1: no longer...
0: Well, with not personally, temper. but um, he, was, um, he used to do a lot of stuff on The Late Show, I remember.
1: He did, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. just a lovely man. And he, um, my journalist friend, Peter Wilmoth was doing an article on him. I mm. was uh, doing a book, doing his biography. And when he got to his, his, his war chapter, cause he was a pilot in world war two, he used to ring me and say, Oh, he's talking about a a Spitfire Mark 8 and a 20mm this and that and I don't know what he means so I would explain it and the more mm. I explained I thought I should do my own bloody book so he said yeah you should so I just rang his publisher and said look I've got this idea for a book I just came to me today or I, what if I just go out and track down a few old guys that, that, that flew in the war and I never told their stories and I record their stories I said yeah go for it so it was embarrassingly easy and that became the first book Flack yeah. and then I got nicked by another publisher ah. Didn't another one, another one called Fly yeah. and and I'm, I'm about to release the third one called Heroes of the Skies, and that comes out on the 30th of this month.
0: 30th of, what are we,
1: July? July, yeah, yeah. It comes out in a wow. few weeks. I'm just holding the first copy of it in my hot little hand. Oh, you've Thursday got week. it already. Yeah, they're advanced copies. I printed last week, and they've sort of given me a few,
0: which has been nice. I remember, oh, this is probably going back maybe 10 years. I remember somebody, I can't remember who it was, they were going around then. Like 10, 15 years ago, like it, trying to talk to these guys and get, get the stories out of them. Cause as you know, cool. they, they don't talk. And, well, and they, so once they once you know once they're what gone, to they're say. gone.
1: They know if you know what to say. Oh, I, yeah. I, I wonder who that well, was. Was it someone going out and get, getting pilot stories? Uh, uh, or just Not specifically
0: pilots, but guys from the war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I remember yeah, thinking, a what a great idea, because once they're gone, they're gone. And if they have those and, stories, that's it.
1: And so many times I realise, oh, this guy hasn't actually s- spoken about this to anyone. Yeah. And it becomes a quite a sense of responsibility, because you're, and it's not just a voyeuristic sort of thing, you're actually, you know. God, I'm, you realize you're, you're, the, you're sort of the receptacle of these extraordinary mm. memories of, the, that, these people have had. So, um, oh, you know, but it was complete labor of love. And then I said, oh, I'll do a stage show on it. So what I'm doing, I'm touring at the moment. Yeah. Um, with a show that's being, uh, I'm initially doing a r- regional tour and we did the first part of it early in the year and we went through Queensland and parts of New South Wales. And in a month or so, we start in Victoria, Tasmania, and some some of South Australia. It's called Flack, and it's coming to all sorts yeah. of places.
0: Are you coming to Sydney, or you've been to Sydney? Or oh, no, or I haven't really. No, I haven't got that far. Well, the the big
1: city tours will be uh, will, will be starting to be put together over the next few months. But this is sort of a an initial regional tour just to sort of test it, and the reaction's yeah. been very, very good. And um, so I, I just basically play five old blokes, one after the other, telling a story with a bit of my slightly younger self weaved in the middle to give it some kind of mm. context. And, oh, it's nice. It's nice being in a one-man show. You don't have to worry about any other bloody actors.
0: No one else, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. If, if we can go back a bit in time, you went mm. to University of Melbourne. I did. As did so many comedians who were... You know, huge now. Well, not huge, but big in comedy. Fat. Been you mean for a long fat. time huge
1: Possibly. Overweight, Age-wise, possibly. Lazy, <laughs> <laughs> slovenly, good for nothing, absolutely. <laughs> no, I can certainly...
0: Associate myself with them, <laughs> yeah, but you, uh, as opposed to a lot of them who studied law for some reason and ended up yeah, Canadians, I know, I know, you studied the arts. Yeah,
1: I just did sort of history and stuff like that. And I uh, oh, look, I don't think it matters what you study. I mean, it's who you hang out with, really. That's what mm. that's what does it, you know, and what your influences are. And oh, I was never particularly academically gifted or anything. I was always. L- Lazy as sh- sh- <laughs> at school, and um just a, just a smart ass, basically. And, you know, all those things my parents said about, if you work harder, you might be out. I just wish, oh, that was so right. It <laughs> was so right. If only I did listen to what the teacher said, I just, and <laughs> oh, no, I did try it maths math, because I said, I wish, I wish I understood maths now, because it, it's actually quite beautiful. And I kind of, God, there's a whole, this whole beautiful language to mathematics, and this aesthetic to maths, so I just don't understand, because I was sort of, mm. Oh well it's not what I do and that and the parents said we just give it a go but I wouldn't and now now they're right is that I yeah. think that's one of the things right. of aging is it oh, god god <laughs> If only. If
0: only. Yeah, no, I, I know some people, they do like drafting and engineering and that's like just a, a whole other world that I know nothing about. And it's, it is a beautiful thing if you know what you're it looking at. It is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. <yeah. laughs> Otherwise, but it's they, just a bunch of stuff. they
1: probably think, oh, I wish I'd done comedy I wish I'd <laughs> done
0: plays and blah, blah. So, why you know. Are, why aren't I on television now? <laughs> yeah, we're a miserable bunch, aren't we, honestly? <laughs> Grass is always fucking greener. <laughs> it is. That's, that's, <laughs> that's everyone all the time. That's never going to change. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, but then
0: so you just hung out with guys at the uni. Well, there was a bunch of us, and I got involved with the university
1: reviews. Yeah, Melbourne had a tradition of them doing. Then there was there were two a year. There was the law review, which was sort of straight up. You know well-written sketches and, yeah. you know, two people walk into an office and start saying funny things. And then, then then there was the Archie Review, which was done by the architecture students. And that was wild. That was because they're more visual and creative. And it was uh, like, yeah. you know, and it was sort of like watching a Fellini thing on stage, you go, what the fuck is this about? I don't <laughs> know what's going on, but it's great. I wish I could. So um, we then cobbled together some, a, a bright young spark cobbled together, or actually revived the tradition of the Melbourne University diversity review which was a sort of a combination of both and he nixed people from the archie side and some from the laura side and put them together and we began to just tour it at a sort of venues he sort of made it tried to make it a going commercial concert and it kind of worked and we um, had a big season in, in melbourne um uh, and then Perth, we went to Perth and a few other places. Then the ABC happened to sort of just stop by one night because they were looking for a new show to... Because that's, that's when the ABC actually made a television, as opposed to what yeah. they do now. Uh, they were looking for a show to um, complement two other locally produced comedy shows, being... One of the Max Gillies shows mm. in the 1980s. We're talking, we're going back a bit now. And also Gillies, a show called Australia Standing
0: in It. Yeah. It was Gillies Report, was that the one?
1: Well, there was the, the Gillies Report, and then there was the Gillies Republic, ah. it was called. That was the second series. And then there was Australia Standing in It yeah. with um, Steve Blackburn, and, you know, doing Tim and Debbie and Rod Quantock, Quantock which I yeah. still
0: actually think is
1: one of the best. Australian comedy shows that's
0: ever been made. That was, was just a bit r- before my time, but I was looking on yeah, YouTube yeah, the other yeah. day, and there's a whole like hour and a half best of on YouTube of, of that. So I watched the whole. Yeah, thing. It was yeah. Great. Look,
1: and um, Rod Quantock is around still, he, he's, you know, he's doing stuff, but there was something genuinely, genuinely subversive about Australia standing in it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was often rough. It was often not polished, but the writing was really good and the sentiment was really good too. And I don't think that's been replicated much over the years
0: and the other thing i noticed with that as well is that i mean there's a lot of political satire but but the sting that was in it there's nothing like that now there is nothing there's like nothing that. as no, harsh no, no. which is sad
1: it is a bit because god
0: don't we need it you oh know? now oh. more than ever
1: oh. <laughs> absolutely crying out for it but there's nothing yeah much about um i'm actually involved in another in, in a sketch comedy series at the moment called open, open slather, slather. Yes. which is on Foxtel, but you know, they're not really going for much of the politics side of it, which is, mm. you know, the producer's decision, and there, there you go, and nothing much you can do about it. But that really was a kind of a heyday then, and it's a, it's a sad, I mean, and it's it sort of speaks to this sort of um, more conservative times or the more apolitical times, and um, which is, a uh, explains.
0: Oh, the... we get a bit of wind there.
1: Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> I'm actually, my hobby's bird watching. So, oh, okay. so I'm actually walking out on a... This weird kind of—I'm uh, I'm in Geelong. For people to know Geelong, it's sort of this sort of um, strange. You know, Geelong is one of the biggest regional cities in Australia, but it's mm-hmm. sort of down the bottom of Port Phillip Bay, and there are all these weird, strange inlets, and uh-huh. the, the sun never shines here. It, it, like <laughs> today, it's like today. It's—it's even in summer. It's perpetually overcast, and the sea is kind of a weird slate grey, and—and you—you uh, you, you can imagine, you know, the the place of you know. Awful crimes having been co- committed here in about 1850 or something mm. like that, and lots of said, sort of, I'll, I'll, "I'll get out of the minutes. Yes, this this must be breaking for, for a great podcast. I'll oh, just describe what's happening. I'm walking past a derelict old pier. There are some bits of fishing floats and some oh, some some slimy grey matter that's just sort of washed up, and it's probably radioactive or carcinogenic or. Oh, ah, yeah, look, it could be something de- something decomposing, I'm not quite sure, but, um... <laughs> it's, a, it's a visual, Headed visual, because... Windless safety of the car. <laughs> and, uh, nearly there. Oh, so just it was still as anything a couple of... A, a, a second ago, now it's all... It just came just up. sort of blown up again. Yeah. Um, I'll get back in... Dropping my Mikey card everywhere. Well done. Oh, you're, you're getting the whole tour here. Oh, to that's
0: great. Hang on, nearly
1: there. And we're back. Back in the car. Okay. Back in the car. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so where 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 were we? Um, reminiscing about the golden age of Australian
0: just at comedy, the start blah, blah, of, blah. of degeneration. And you got involved uh, with those guys?
1: Yes, yes. And so the, that's right. The a, a couple of ABC producers came and saw us one night and said, "Oh, would you be interested in doing a pilot for a sketch show?" And we went, "Oh, yeah, I guess." <laughs> so we went in there, and all the you know so we went in there and did a pilot and got the series, and that, and that became the D Generation. And we did two series of those. The second series has never been repeated. And it's never been put onto DVD. Someone's got copies of it though. Well, we don't know, we don't know how, we don't know in
0: what format. Cause I they know, might. they have gone back and like just erased a lot of VHS tapes years ago, so they, who knows? Yeah, they
1: had to save, because the tapes are expensive, they, yeah. they, they wiped, the, that's why Auntie Jack's been wiped, because they yep. had to save the fucking magnetic <laughs> tapes. It's There's a story of Stanwyck. He was a director of Fast Forward, and before he was Fast Forward, he was he, he, he directed Countdown, and he literally had to grab a bunch of of these tapes of you know the only tapes of episodes of Countdown and hide them in a toilet in the ABC because the, the money miners are coming around saying, "Well, we need, need to get the tapes back to reuse them again." Oh. So, well, you can't. This is. Yeah oh, no no we've got to use the tapes we've got to use them for a fucking bellbird or something I don't <laughs> know or so what or gardening fucking Australia yeah. so mass our hundreds of hours were just lost, oh, lost, it's... lost it's just completely crazy but anyway
0: you did two series of DJ but the thing I've always been interested in is in how did the split come about how you know you guys went over there and then Rob and everyone went over there and did working dog and then what was that split how did that happen who decided oh, it wasn't so I wasn't like this type even... or that type of comedy
1: Oh no it wasn't so so much that I because I, I, we were doing radio mm, mm. We we're doing commercial radio we've been doing it for a few for a few years and I just couldn't bear the hours anymore I just couldn't ah. bear getting up at five in the morning I hated it and when the telegig gig came they oh <laughs> we, we did a couple of specials for, for channel 7. And, yeah. and there's, there's a famous degenocide where Tony Martin uh, dumped yeah. over an old episode of Homicide, and that's brilliant. <laughs> Four of them. But at the end of it, Channel 7 wanted to fuse us with uh, the people that had done a show called The Eleventh Hour. Yep it, was the, yep. it was on 11 p.m. on Friday nights or something, and people like Steve Vizard and Mark Mitchell, Ian McFadden.
0: Mark was in it,
1: yeah. and Ian was in it, and then they went. Then
0: they went to make Comedy Company. Comedy Company, <laughs> and then Steve thought, "Hang on, I can do this myself." Yes, look, <laughs> Let's I can make a show. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'll, 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 I'll have to ask about what the timeline was, and I'm not quite sure why he didn't go into Comedy Company, yeah. but so maybe it was just a timing thing. But anyway, the channel said, "What, what I'll do, I'll get." you Gen guys to work with this Steve Vizard guy and the other guys said no thank you and I said oh it doesn't sound too bad an idea so I went with them and they said well you know we'd rather keep doing our own show uh so that's how it happened and I was very happy to work with some different people and um uh yeah they're, they're a bit insular the DGN I mean the working I mean they're brilliant really the most mm. brilliant brilliantly talented people I've ever worked with, but they're a, they're a bit of a closed shop and I kind of didn't really want it to be a closed shop. I look quite working with other people, but yeah. so I... I have noticed
0: they up. have started bringing in other people. Like in Utopia, there was some new people they brought in, like, well, Celia Picola was in there and um, they've brought in a few yeah. people, whereas before it was always just them. Yes, and yes. And not usually anyone uh, else.
1: Yeah, yeah. They certainly have a... Unique place in Australian um, performance history, that's for sure, absolutely.
0: As do you. Fast forward, come on.
1: <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> I mean, we were not, you know... I'm, look, I always say that the, the, the DJ, and particularly a lot of the late show stuff, I mean, that was you know, pretty, you know, it was, I I used to envy, oh God, I wish we, I wish we were doing that, that kind of stuff. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm very proud to have worked with him in the early days. But, yeah, look, and and, and I just really enjoyed working with people like Ted and
0: Magda and uh, Ma- Margaret and, uh, yeah, yeah. I noticed and, that but, um, a lot of skits, you, you always end up with Magda, a lot of skits. Is yeah, that well, we, we work together. Worked?
1: Yeah, we always work well together. Yeah, exactly. Um, I- Magda, you know, when, when she's not bursting out laughing and <laughs> manages to, to, to learn her fucking lines, she's absolutely brilliant. You know? I mean, she's fabulous, Magda. She's, she, she's a, I mean, she really is a unique proposition, Magda. I mean, she's an extraordinary woman. She's highly, highly, highly intelligent. She's incredibly well-read. She's, you know, uh, uh-huh. she's very, very clever and is very culturally astute. And she's just really good company. And she's, she's very, you know, she's a very highly self-educated person. <laughs> she's, she's written a book. She's, a, she's about to release a book about her father, Ooh. who was a pole, who was a, who was Polish. That's where she gets the name from.
0: Yeah,
1: and he was in the Warsaw Uprising. As a oh, fighter, God. and she, was, and this story is about her uncovering her, her late father's past, and it's. I've, I've only read the introduction. It's just beautiful. She's just a beautiful writer.
0: Ooh, have so that, see if she's that's going to be interested to come on a podcast and talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll. Wow. I'll um, <laughs> You can only try. You can only try. Uh, That's right. But see, I was looking back at like there's a bunch of full episodes of fast forward, and I was watching them, and I'm just like, this would never get made today. I mean, no. Some looking. There was so much stuff, (laughs) and you're just like, no, not a chance. I mean, there was blackface stuff. There were like blackface stuff, implied rape, domestic violence, and
1: yeah, I know, I know, I know.
0: And I was watching that, and I'm like, as as funny as I find this. It's sad that it would never me, well, the light of day today.
1: Well, you couldn't do the airline stewards now.
0: Oh, not even that, no.
1: But I wouldn't really want to do the airline stewards now. And look, I don't mind how things change. Uh, that doesn't mean you can't do stuff. Yeah, but yeah, you know, you, you, you're right. You would think twice about doing a lot of the stuff that we did. And um, But then again, 10 years before that, they were probably making... Jokes about Aboriginal people, sort of, oh, and and getting away with that. So, and we wouldn't have done that in our time either. So,
0: wow.
1: look, things change and sensibilities change wow. and you just have to go with it, really, I suppose. What else can you do? Yeah, sometimes it's a bit enervating and <laughs> a bit disappointing cause you wanna, because you want to, because you know, putting the knobs on satire like that kind of almost defeats the purpose of doing it. But yeah, yeah.
0: I don't know. I, I I come from that group of people that think there really shouldn't be any any limits. It's nothing is sacred. Nothing is sacred. That's what well, it should be. Yeah, but, well. E- but now we, it's we, like almost the total opposite, where everything is sacred. There's you can't say anything. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I
1: I, I tend to agree. There are far more. You know, there's far more second guessing of. Sensibilities and things now, yeah. and uh, look, it just sort of speaks to the general conservatism of the age, I think. I just don't know I where think. it came from, though. It's it's hard it's, to know,
0: isn't it? Well.
1: Well, why and the it's hell just been
0: here? creeping and creeping and creeping up. And yeah, well, up.
1: we have pri- we have primordial Neanderthal uh, neoconservative <laughs> morons running the country <laughs> that were elected by yeah. the Australian people. You know, I mean, okay. we have people like Erica Betts, one of Ricket the greatest minds of the 18th century, is the minister for fucking whatever he is. I mean. Don't get me started. Uh, you uh, know, and, but this is why, and these people are. They, there's none of the kind of. There's nothing savvy or smart about any of that. So, nah. you no, know, they just underline. I mean, we're the last. We're we, we are an international joke over this. Over this gay, over oh, yeah. you know, marriage. When equality. America's done
0: that before us, that's pretty bad.
1: Hello, that
0: Ireland. That is pretty bad, Ireland. Ireland,
1: Roman. <laughs> 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 it's a Roman Catholic. Yep. Almost a monotheistic theast- uh, mm. country. It's <laughs> pretty bad. It beats France. France <laughs> did it. Oh, it beggars belief. And here we are, puddling away at the at the arse end of the world. You know, you can see why Keating got up, you know, got his back. Of, oh, oh, you think you fucking want to make me stay here at the arse end of the world? And yeah, he, got
0: he, bl- he could see the future then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was yeah, looking forward.
1: Come back, Paul. All is forgiven. <laughs> But look, you know, <laughs> as bleak as that sounds, I know these these things are cyclical too. And there's a green movement that I'm very fond of that, you know, is creeping up there. It's creeping up there. Uh, you know, I'm kind of, I mean, in a way we're more conservative, but in a way we're less conservative too, or we're less, uh, oh, we're less. I mean, we, we the, the, there are things happening now that all right. The, the alternative is, is the way of thinking is that, that sure, during those times you could get away with murder. But if you listen to what was happening at those times at the Royal Commission into Child Abuse, you go, Jesus Christ, that's what was happening back then and people were getting away with it. So that those sort of things change too.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. There's, there were things then you couldn't do and there were things you could do. And it's the same now. Yeah. But they're totally yes. different things. That's the strange uh, yes, thing about it. Yes,
1: yes, yes. Oh. It is a very but cyclical is cyclical, time, time to good
0: because yeah, if, if you... that means this PC stuff can just like go away eventually I'll be very happy with that well the, this, the thing is you don't want all of it to go away because you won't have oh, there's, there's like... some good stuff yeah 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 there's some yeah, good there parts is, to mean... it but there's some impacts in areas which I just do not like <laughs> 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 like comedy being the main one
1: comedy uh, being the main <laughs> one yeah yeah it's true it is kind of <gasps> true so
0: after uh, after Fast Forward Full frontal. Now you only did that. Oh, you d- only a little bit. Only a little. You were bit in and of, out well, the first year or something.
1: Yes, yeah, so It was really just uh, a bit of contractual obligation with, with with full frontal. It kind of felt like, oh, this is somebody else's show, and that's where where Glenn Robbins and I. Did, did some nice stuff. I, I, yeah. I love working with Glenn. It's, it's always been a great privilege to work with Glenn. And, um,
0: I really liked his show, Out of the Question, which only did six or ten episodes or something a few years ago. I really liked that show.
1: You know, I didn't even see it.
0: Oh, that's how much you love it. him. No, it was, it was just, like, it was just a little them, panel yeah. show, but I really liked it. But it, it didn't yeah, it, so, it come back. So Glenn, who are we talking? Yeah, yeah.
1: God, oh, no, no, no. Not... Not Glenn Robbins, I'm mean, thinking of Glenn... Glenn, Glenn Ridge. Glenn Ridge. Yeah, Glenn, Glenn, Glenn Ridge, one of the loveliest guys. Yeah. Know, when when I did sail with Glenn Ridge, I just felt I had arrived. You yeah, know, uh, that was
0: it. That was the peak, the pinnacle. <laughs> no, Glenn
1: Robbins, he's a hack. He's a complete see, I've, uh, I've, I've seen Glenn... I wouldn't give him the time of day.
0: <laughs> Glenn's always sort of been in and out of the various groups of comedians I've known. He's before. very cautious, Glenn. He's, he's very been, cautious. Yeah, he doesn't... I, I can see He that. doesn't
1: throw him... See, he's, he's not a risk taker. He doesn't throw himself into things very uh, very much, but...
0: Because um, he's been interested about everything. I mean, he's done stuff with... Like, he did Russell Coit with the, the gen guys. Yeah. He did Comedy Company, which was that that Channel, channel 10 group. And then he Yeah, he did he Fast, did Fast Frontal, Forward. He did Fast Forward. He's sort of been a bit in everywhere. But he's everyone else sl- is sort of stuck com- in their little complete groups. Complete
1: complete <laughs> slut.
0: Wherever He'll there's say a job. he
1: yes to everything. He just is not discriminating. It, it, it's, it's, uh, he's just embarrassing himself. For God's sake, I wish he'd stop.
0: And you, what else did you do? You, you were on Jamoan's show?
1: Oh, was I?
0: I love I? You're in a bit of that.
1: Jamoan told me one interesting thing, which I'll the the only thing I remember about being on Jamoan's show is when he said to me, he, his theory of how the troubles in Northern Ireland ended. Oh, uh-huh. Rave culture.
0: Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> all these kids going to a warehouse, eating yep. e- e- off their, f- e- off their yep. face, girls and boys, Protestant and Catholic, you know, all, all dancing around and all looking at each other, going, "What the fuck are we fighting? What the, what the <laughs> what fuck are we, we trying doing? to kill each other for?" <laughs> he, really, no, he said, "It's a fascinating idea." He said, well, "This is ridiculous. What, 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 what are we so cross with each other? For? Who gives a shit?" That's totally, and he crazy. reckons that was the. Ideological beginning of the end of the Northern Ireland troubles.
0: Because once, once all the older people have, like you know, given up, it's only the young the people the left. Ages. Yeah, yeah. And if they're all like, "Oh, peace and love, man," then. Yeah, it's
1: over. Yeah, that's I think it. That's
0: a good theory.
1: I hope it's true. I hope it's yeah. true. Oh yeah,
0: look, I did a whole
1: hodgepodge of things. But then I started writing, and I I, I did a column. I did I did various writing columns. I was, a, believe it or not, a theatre critic for three newspapers: the uh, The Age, Australian, the age, and the yeah. Adult Sun for a while. I had to stop doing that because I was starting to pull my punches. I said, I, you know, this is this is a shit show, but I I just can't I just can't write that. I I, do, I yeah. just can't. But, they're too nice of people, but their show's awful. So I stopped doing it. That's the really they, they, they don't want me to keep going, but I just can't. I don't care enough about it, you know, yeah. blow their money, but I'm not going to offend these poor, young, nice tries. They're, I'm getting doing like that. Best.
0: I'm getting my like that. Like when we used to do all the, the album reviews, I've noticed, you know, the last few albums that we reviewed, I just don't like anything. And I just oh, – right. so, and then I just gave up. I'm like, we can't do this anymore. I just hate everything now. So let's just <laughs> not do it anymore.
1: Yeah, 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 oh. yeah. You get to that. Oh, and then I did all, all sorts of things. Then, then you then, did radio then, I in the, Tasmania for a while? Uh, oh, yes. I was brought. I was brought. Well, I I I actually brought. Then I had a few years on double TFM. I was doing comedy and sketches, uh, just by oh. myself, basically on a on a one of the old no, not Austereo. one of the other the other one, <laughs> ARN, Australian Radio uh-huh. Network, one of their big Melbourne stations down here, and. Uh, then a few years ago, and then I did. Then I hosted the the, oh, various things. Hosted the arts show, Sunday Arts, the, yeah. Sunday Arts, which I enjoyed immensely. And here, here's a funny story. Here's a funny story. Okay, now talking about fast forward. One of the characters I did regularly on Fast Forward was Peter Ross hosting Sunday, Sunday
0: Arts. Sunday Arts,
1: yes. Now, when it came to me doing the ABC show years later, I got a phone call. I'm saying, oh, do you want to come? they're auditioning people to host Sunday Arts and I'd like you to do it. Uh, and I thought I was having my leg pulled. I said, oh, bullshit. I'll fuck <laughs> off. No, it's true. Yeah. It's true. They want you to come in and test for the host of Sunday Arts. What? I said, oh, okay. So I came in and got it. Of course. <laughs> then I had this meeting with the... um. The, the then executive producer who was this this wonderful old A B C stuff shirt and he was absolutely marvellous and mm-hmm. I should realised realize he had no idea that A that I'd satirize the very role that I was about to yeah. do. I was about to sign the contract to do in real life. He had no idea that there was a show called Fast Forward and probably had no idea that there was anything called commercial television anyway. <laughs> yes. And we had someone had to explain to him said, You realize twenty five well, no, a little bit less than that then. Fifteen or whatever a years while ago, ago. <laughs> He did this and showed him a tape, and he was <laughs> aghast. and <laughs> Wanted to cancel a contract, but he couldn't. And uh, then he and then he retired anyway. Uh, but it was so funny. I was. I, I I think I might hold a world record for having for being in the unique situation of actually uh, doing the same piece of satire, uh, doing
0: yeah the
1: same job in satire and in real and life. in real life. I, 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 I think there can't be too many units. There can't be. No, there, there, there can't be. But,
0: <laughs>
1: wow. uh, but no, that that was fun. I enjoyed doing that.
0: So Until when you were uh, when you were in Tasmania. I'm, I'm yes. assuming that's when you got the idea for this book about the, the Lost Islands, the Forgotten Islands.
1: That's right. Uh, no, no, well, huh?
0: ironically enough, no,
1: no, no. This is a story that had been told to me as a kid. Ah. And when I got a, a two-book deal with Penguin, they said, what, "What? I've got another airplane book. What's your second one? I said, well, I've always wanted to do a story about the islands of Bass Strait because I was told a really weird story about them as a kid and I've always been fascinated by them. So they said, go for it. So I, you know, spent time going through these weird, windswept, very hard-to-get-to little places in this very – one of Australia's most peculiar stretches of water because Bass Strait – you know, it's the water between Tassie yeah, and Tassi the mainland? mainland. Yeah. <laughs> well, the reason it's weird is because it's very shallow, and so either side of it – because it, in the Ice Age, it was a promontory. You could walk there, so mm-hmm. the original people got there. And so when the seas rose, it cut it off, and – But it's still only like 60, 70 metres deep. And on either side of it, you have the continental shelf dropping off to five kilometres. So there's this enormous rush of water that confounds all the yachties because nothing makes sense. All the tides are wrong and it's weird and it's very blustery. And yachties from up north, you know, Sydney and that, hate Bass Strait because nothing works. And that's why the Sydney to Hobart is really apart from you know, things like the Volvo, it's it's the <laughs> toughest yacht race in, in the world. Oh. It's far more tougher than anything like Fastnet or any of those other ones. You've really You've got to got know all, what you're doing going down there. You really have to know what you're doing and things like 98 happen where they gets mm. clobbered and six people get killed you know but but i always want to explore them and so i was actually down in tassie down in hobart doing a few interviews with some people that had been on there on them mm. and then i um came back to melbourne and then a week later they canceled the sunday art show <laughs> and so oh it's time just, to write that, that book <laughs> Well. I'd already done the research for it, and I'd spent a week, a few days in Hobart, and I really liked it down there, and they said, well, what do you want to do? I said, well, well, I'd like to do radio, and they said, well, okay, we'll talk talk to the head of radio, so I had lunch with the head of radio, he said, well, the only spots I've got coming up are in places like Bathurst, or Orange, or one was mm. in South Australia, I said, oh, any capitals?" He said, well, Hobart? I said... My oh God, I've just been there. I, re- I really liked it. I love Hobart. So I went down to do the afternoon shift in Hobart and lived there for three years and did three
0: different shifts there, and I really liked it. I've never been to Tasmania. I've always wanted to go. Oh, people. my God, people, you must. People say it's like England. It's like green rolling hills, and, but it's also well, a bit just, like New Zealand Hobart. as well.
1: It is. It, it's all that, and it's a bit like Sydney Harbour, but it's
0: yeah.
1: with you know a fraction, of the, a fraction of the population, and Mona. I mean – I've got to get Mona it. That is just this, it's just extraordinary. It's just this absolute world class modern art, a private a modern art museum that's completely changed the place. I mean, it's, it's, it's a very cool little place, Hobart. It's really, really great.
0: I'll get there.
1: Really should go there. And it's just beautiful. People go there and go, where the hell have I been? Where, <laughs> where the hell has this place been all my life? I could, mate,
0: if I like it there, I could just stay there. Just stay there forever.
1: Well, why not? Yeah. Be there about now. It gets very cold. Oh yeah. Visit visit <laughs> And very dark very quickly. But you know. It's hmm. still better weather than Melbourne.
0: But if you don't need to get up and go to work, that's fine.
1: Yes, well. Who cares actually, if it's still dark
0: at eight thirty? It's funny because you
1: know when all the Andy Muirhead business happened about when Andy Muirhead got you know uh, yeah, yeah. with child images and all that mm. ghastly business. I took over his shift because he was doing breakfast and I was doing afternoons and so he was suddenly out of the picture in no uncertain terms. And I and they asked, said, oh, we need someone to do breakfast. So I went from the cushy, cushiest shift on the state radio, which is afternoons, afternoons. and you get up, at, get up at 10 in the morning and wander in, and mm. you, it's two hours, and you piss off home, and to the absolute toughest one, which is getting up at 4.30 a.m. in the middle of a Tasmanian winter, cycling
0: yeah. to work and being Ooh. on air at half past five. That's, that's tough. I wouldn't be doing that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but it's um still a you know it's a beautiful place. I and did I do miss radio
0: actually. Yeah. Any plans to go back to radio? If anyone oh yeah, yeah, offers?
1: Oh yes. Look, the um ABC are, are an odd lot. You sort of um. <laughs> uh, I mean, I did leave to come back and get the stage show off the ground because I couldn't have done it in Tasmania. So they're cross at me that I resigned. No, no. Um. But, you know, I often go in and do little fill ins and things. So, but, um, mm. but
0: I've done a, so I've got that book. And I read about another book, this Southern Surveyor. Yeah, yeah. What's That's that, that about? Come out? That's, That's about th- the. That- CSIRO exploration thing, isn't it?
1: The Yeah, the boat yeah. Recently, yes, they recently de- decommissioned um, marine exploration ship, which is called Southern Surveyor, and that, that job came out of Hobart as well. That's ready to go as well, so that's going to be released on the 1st of October, and CSIRO making quite a big deal of it, actually. Look, that was just another book where I just went around and e- interviewed a lot of marine scientists and the history of this lovely old ship they all adored and which for 20 years plied the oceans around Australia discovering amazing shit and contributing to literally contributing to our world's knowledge of the oceans doing a huge amount to discovering about climate change currents undersea volcanoes it did about a hundred trips voyages into Mm. not to Antarctica because it's not an ice rated ship it's an it's a It's ice capable, but it's not an ice breaker. Ah. So – and that's coming here. So that – and that's – that was a real – that was a wonderful project to do. So I've got two books coming out with two different publishers in a couple of – in the space of a couple of months, which is rather odd.
0: (laughs) Well, it sounds like you're – you're in a pretty good place, I think. You can just go and do these things that you want to do, and then it's a book. Uh, yeah, well, you know. It's your you know. interest. It's not like you've got to go to a job that you don't
1: like doing. Well, true, but, you know, it often sounds a bit more laissez faire and glamorous than it is. In, in reality, it's oh, I'm one not saying it's not hard work, and...
0: but yeah. <laughs> but at least it's well, something you're interested in doing.
1: True, true. I'm very fortunate in, the, in that I have managed to be able to more or less do the things that I like doing. And I know not everybody has that in in life, so I know that I'm very fortunate.
0: Have you... I was always going to ask you, have you ever done stand-up? No, no, no. I'm not really a comedian, to be honest. Mm. Well, I, that, That's I, why I said I think of you more of a performance artist as opposed... I mean, yeah, if you haven't done stand-up. No,
1: I've... No, I've never done... I, I have huge admiration for, for stand-up comics, but I've just never been able to do it. Mm. I, and it's, you know, not something I feel like I really want to try now there are too many good ones that i could never emulate and i don't have the i don't have the years left to learn the craft to, to be honest but i uh have never done stand-up a lot of people think i have
0: yeah because i have, I never found anything i never saw, no, re- read anything but i thought never I was in done it, no. just in case because you no, never know
1: i've never done, a lot of people think i have and this goes to i'll um just tell you one hilarious story relating to what people think that they actually um, remember. A lot of people think I did stand up and say, oh, "I saw you do stand up in," you know. <laughs> and I said, "Really? Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. Of course you didn't, because I never did. But there you go. They, that's they'll your- just
0: remember <laughs> you doing doing Sunny from Skippy for four years. Yeah,
1: like that's it. So they assume you would stand
0: up. <laughs> oh, I saw your show at the Melbourne Comedy Festival.
1: Did mm, you? <laughs> never, actually, uh, never actually had one, but oh, I'm glad you saw it. Um, but this is what people, this is what happens, in how, how funny people are. In, in Hobart, Tony Robinson was in town.
0: Oh, he's the a, motivation guy.
1: No, no, that's
0: Anthony Robinson. Anthony Robinson. Oh, Tony, uh, Tony Robinson. Blackadder.
1: Ah, oh, ah, oh, yes. And he was doing one of his history shows about the history of old convict Hobart, and the, and they were filming there, and I. So I'd love to interview him. Was, oh, the press is being a bit—he's you know, he, saying no to a lot of stuff, but for some reason he said yes to us. So he said, there the crew—if you go today, the crew are going to be breaking for lunch in there at a very fancy restaurant up in Battery Point, which is the very old, beautiful old, uh, expensive suburb of Hobart. There's a lovely um, restaurant there called Environ's and they're having lunch there. If you just wait, please finish lunch, he'll, he'll come out and have a chat to you. So fantastic! So." I went up and just waved to him with his crew, and he waved back very side and he pointed oh, to his wife and said, oh, just give me 10 minutes, I'll finish lunch and come and talk to you. So he did come out. So we sat on a bench. Now, I had been just been given a newfangled recording device, which was like a stick, Yeah, like a stick recorder. It looks like a, just a cordless mic, uh, but it has a chip just one in one of those it,
0: little you know. digital ones, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'd only just got them. So anyway... I, we sat down on this bench and there was so, someone started to mow a lawn. He said, oh, hang on, I'll sort him out. So he said, excuse me, do you mind if we could hear? And he said, shit, it's Blackadder. I could just hear this <laughs> voice over the fence. Yeah, mate, that's right. Oh, no, no worries. Sorry. <laughs> and we had the most wonderful chat about history and television. It went for about 20 minutes
0: yeah.
1: and I went back and, um, said, th- thank you. Know, I said, Tony, thank you so much and went back. And realised I hadn't pressed the right button. Uh huh. Didn't get a thing. Oh. Didn't wow. get a Nothing. thing. So what do I do? What the fuck do I do? And, <laughs> and people come to me, oh, I heard it went really well. Yeah, it went great. Right. And I said, look, Except I'll. Except for that yeah. fact. <laughs> uh, well, I didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I said, look, oh, no, I'll just give me a couple of days to, um, yeah, put it together and that. And then after a couple of days, people just forgot about it. And, and then someone said, oh, did you do the Tony Robinson things? Yeah, I went to where? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, I must have missed it. <laughs> and then occasionally, we would have people come out to me. Mate, heard your Tony Robinson interview it was brilliant. Oh, thank you. Yeah, well done. It's, really? Yeah, good on you. Thanks for that. Yeah. And it had, yeah, hilarious.
0: So I partly got away with that one. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and one, one thing, with Open yep. Slather, I was just watching the last couple episodes and, um, and I was watching, I was watching for you specifically, and I'm like, you're yeah, up, we're, you're, you're only in about seven percent of the show, and you yeah, go, I know. You go back looking, and look at fast forward. It's like eighty-six percent of the show. I know.
1: It's it's look. We, we don't quite know what's happening with the show at the moment. It's a it, it it's in a bit of a transition phase. Just let me just yeah. let me be, be. diplomatic about it. Look, I think they're, they're still working it out. It's a bit. Uh,
0: but they've committed to oh, twenty. Shows, yes, yeah. they have. Yeah, yeah, they've
1: um, Foxtel have made a big commitment to it, but um, yeah, no, it's, it's we're we're not quite in it enough for our liking, or and mm. we yeah, look, look, you know, the first couple of months of fast forward were pretty hellish as well, but it takes time we got to get there into it, in yeah. where it takes time, and we got there in in the end, so we're just ironing a few little things out.
0: I'm just surprised it took Foxtel, you know, to bring back sketch comedy. <laughs> None of the commercial wanted anything to do with it, except Kinney. I noticed Kinney's got a show, but that's about it. There's no sketch comedy. Really? on free to air TV. Yeah, yeah. But well, that's. It's not with the money to, to do it, so.
1: Oh, uh, it doesn't involve demolishing a house. <laughs>
0: exactly. It's not reality be... TV.
1: Tell it, it's not. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, i'm I probably i'm gonna have to fly mate
0: yeah yeah no problem thank you so much for t- giving me 40 something minutes of your time it was great
1: thank you shane it's been a lovely chat
0: That's all right but yeah this show it's just like a conversation there's not a you know a million questions i've got written down it's you just talk it goes where it goes
1: yeah yeah nice that no, it was lovely chat really enjoyed it thank you
0: well good luck with everything that's coming up and you two books coming out open slather on comedy channel on foxtel and you've got the Flack shows there's more shows coming look up the dates find the dates i'll put them up somewhere
1: <laughs> uh, fl- uh, Flack.net.au is the best is the best way to find it but keep ah, an eye on go. the space where uh, it's not quite up to date the website at the moment but it will be soon
0: ah okay then and you're on Facebook. I think you put up stuff on Facebook as well. So.
1: Indeed, I am. Come I and okay. be my friend on Facebook. <laughs> I need friends. I'm
0: lonely. Shane, will you be my friend, please? Oh, please. If you'll accept it, yes. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much.
1: All right, mate. Lovely to talk to you.
0: Okay. Here's some theme music.